What's up? This is Coach Alonzo Carter, running back coach and recruiting coordinator for the 2020 Mountain West Champions, San Jose State Spartans. And you're listening to the All-Pro Jaffos. Spartan up. Gentlemen, welcome All Pro Jobs, episode 65, I believe it is. Not it may be 66. Not sure. Time has been going by pretty fucking quick. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, coming to you guys from the Coach Nation Zoom room. Uh, alongside me, as always, the best DJ on the entire West Coast. Probably the whole country. Yeah. Mr. DJ Master. What's going on, y'all? And the incomparable 610 beast from the southeast, the hilarious, the one and only, Mr. Country K. Nichiwa. Nichiwa. Welcome, guys. Well, things have been changing around for us lately. Uh, this is the last time I am going to be in this room doing the podcast. The next time I will be doing the podcast will be in the garage of the new house. So, thank God. I kind of, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I kind of miss living in a house. <laughs> that was a good feeling being in a house. <laughs> it, it does. It really does. Yeah. Like, you walk, I, like, I was walking in there today going, like, fucking house. Like, I walk into the backyard, not give a shit. Just like yeah, everyone around, like not even get, like all the neighbors somewhere else watching us moving shit in. We're just like, why is everybody watching us? I was like, because we're the new neighbors. They want to know who it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they want to know who's gonna be moving in. So I was like, don't worry about that. I was like, we'd be doing the same thing. We'd be all nosy and shit. Hey, who are the new neighbors? Who are the new neighbors? Are you doing that? Oh, yeah, you gotta know. <laughs> Exactly. Got to know who we're across and down the street from and all that stuff. Great thing is it's got a pizza shop, a smoke shop, a fucking Texas Roadhouse, all that stuff right across the street. On Crail, Crail Court. Okay. I know exactly where you are, yeah. Off of Sunrise. Sunrise, yeah. Yeah. So we're right in that spot, like literally the corner house. Okay. You, you go down, I think, two streets. There's one street, and then the one after that, we're on the corner house. Like right when you turn in, you see it. That's like the first house you see. Okay. It's got a little front patio uh, nice. spot. And we put the uh, Parker put his grill right there up front. I'm going to put my smaller grill in the back because that's where they're going to, we're putting up like a, one of those um, projector screens. Okay. Uh, the like movie nights in the backyard and shit. Yeah. 
And then big old backyard that I'm thinking about maybe putting some new grass in there because there's a lot of gra crab grass and stuff I got around. That's why, that. uh, that's why I wrote a seal down here because it had all that crab, had a lot of crab grass and then I put down a motion that's going to kill whatever weeds down and then, you know, it eventually is going to decompose and it's all good soil then. So, yeah. That's how I was thinking about going. I was like, I think I could put some grass back there just to make it look a little bit nicer. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like, good look. And the landlord told us we can do, you know, whatever we wanted with the backyard. So, okay. That's always a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. It's like three like landlords like that. Three, <laughs> three or four uh, uh, fruit trees. Okay. Like so those are gonna be pretty cool. We got like a raspberry and a blackberry vine. Okay. Back there, it just shit that I've never really had in the backyard before, and it's good enough size yeah. for the dogs and stuff, mm -hmm. like for them to be able to run around. So it's a nice little spot. It's a nice little spot. It's only twenty minutes away from my job, so it's not all that okay. bad either. If y'all need like a, uh, if you want like eventually want like an outdoor kennel, I got an extra one. Uh, Cause I'm moving Onyx out of his because I just bought him a bigger one. I think our dogs are more well, they're old enough, they're inside most of the time. Okay. Yeah, Onyx so, is destructive as fuck. He can't be inside. <laughs> when did you get him again? Like how old was he when you got him? Uh he was uh what six weeks when I got him. Oh yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's he was a puppy why. and now. And now that fool, like, last time I took him to the vet, he was, like, 65 pounds in six months. And he even bigger now, so he been, he been having the blues because he's been locked up a lot because I've been redoing the yard, so there's areas I won't let him in, so he's been, he ain't been liking that. <laughs> but, like, hey, you about to have your freedom, don't worry. <laughs> six weeks, that's crazy. They, what's, the, what's the normal people usually get them, like, after eight, nine weeks? Uh, usually, uh, like six to eight weeks is about, uh, when they, yeah, he's like six to eight, yeah. Or he might've been, he might've been eight weeks when I got him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's hella big. He's hella big now. He's a baby, though. Mm-hmm. He'll grow out of that shit eventually. Yeah, yeah. But he is going to be a big fucking dog. <laughs> 65 pounds already? Jesus Christ. Probably like 70 now. That was about, uh, that was a couple weeks ago I took him. So he's probably like closer to 70 now. Yeah. Caleb, uh, he got a uh, a lab mastiff. Yeah, that's what uh, Rizzo was in. Yeah, he got a lab mastiff. I was like, what? We were like, yeah, we got a lab mastiff. I was like, how old is he? She's like, oh, she's like eight weeks old. I'm like, oh. And yep, that dog by the day is just she's gonna be big. Oh, yeah. She's gonna be fucking ridiculous. Uh -huh. But they got two dogs now. Our dog is running a damn muck, bro. This 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 dog. I love him to death. I really do. He's, just, he's clumsy as shit, and he's yeah. just overjoyed with that. Literally, dude, I think he was neglected as fuck with his last few owners or something like that. Uh, okay. Because he just, like, he's a little attention whore, too. Like, he's, he's like, 
oh, hi, like we're getting like petting the cats or something like that. He'll pop up, oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, me too, yeah. <laughs> shaking his body and everything, just like, come on, dude. He just over, he just licks everything. He's like, no, I love this. I'm gonna lick it. I would love this. I'm gonna lick it. I love it. Oh, hi, mom. Hi, dad. Lick it. Lick it. Lick it. Like, Jesus. <laughs> like, this dog is just overexcited for everything. It's like, good Lord. I took him out of his crate when we got home today or when I got home from work. And he was getting ready to just jump and do backflips. I was like, this dog was going nuts. I took him to the dog park and he literally ran four laps in a circle. Just like God, yeah, yeah, yeah. out of dead sleep. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> he just took off. <laughs> like this dog is nuts. But he's doing better though. He's doing yeah. better. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why you're here, sports fucking talk. Uh well, the draft is coming up. And uh the closer and closer it gets. The more I just want to either throw my fucking remote at the TV or throw my phone at the dumbass tweets and everything that I've been seeing. Because some of these analysts, that, everything that they're talking, it's clickbait. It's just something to get a reaction out of people. And it's obviously working because it's pissing me the fuck off. <laughs> like you got dudes like Orlovsky and Sims, and even Kuiper comes up with some dumb shit from time to time. Just. All these people, all these people who think they know everything about everything, Schrager keeps saying, "Oh, I, I still think Mac Jones is going to the port. Mac Jones is not going to be on the fucking 49ers. And if he is going to be on the 49ers, I promise you, I promise you, I'll be going for another team. I promise you, I'll be going for another team. I'll root for in the background. Oh, if you guys win, cool. <laughs> I, he keeps saying Mac Jones, and I don't. I think that's the biggest mistake." especially for the amount of picks and future shit that we gave up for that spot. We could have waited to 12 for Mac Jones. We didn't have to trade up for that. We didn't have to give up the house for that. If anybody is going to be picked, it's Justin Fields, Justin Fields, Justin Fields. It has to be. If it's not Justin Fields, that's going to be another big-ass mistake since – we passed up on Patrick Mahomes for Solomon fucking Thomas. Okay. Like that, just the continuing of the quarterback draft streak that just has not been good. Jimmy G's been decent, but we didn't draft him. We drafted guys like CJ Beathard and uh, who was it? Uh, Nick Mullins. If we go and get Mac Jones, I, I can't even describe how I, I can't even think about it. I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my fucking mind. The closer and closer we get to this goddamn draft, the more I'm starting to think, fuck, they might be right. Justin Fields looks like he's falling in the boards for some stupid reason. Like, there's a lot of people in their mock drafts that have him going to the Patriots. I'm like, if he went to the Patriots, they're going to be a dynasty again. Like, it's just, you can't, you can't pass up on, like, you cannot pass up on this kid. You can't pass up on him. You're not going to get Zach Wilson. You're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. 
Justin Fields is the next best player on the quarterback board that's there. You take him, you hit the ground running. All the athleticism, and then you have him just like a sponge just soaking up the mind of Jimmy G and how he knows the offense and everything like that, and everything's going to come easy. But if you get Mac Jones, that's a guy that he – I can't even talk no more. Okay, what do you think? What do you think? How do you think the draft is going to go? Anything, Kay? A couple, a couple. Um, Firstly, why do you think Justin Fields is so good and Mac Jones is so bad? I already know the Alabama thing, but why do you think Justin Fields is so good? Um, What he did at Ohio State. Yeah, he beat Trevor Lawrence handedly in the, in the college football playoff. He's athletic as shit. He runs a 4-4. He's 6-3. You know, a little over 200 pounds. He's got a cannon for our own. He can throw on the run. He's one of those guys that if things aren't working out in the pocket, he can extend the play with his legs. He's that kind of quarterback. And that's that's where the NFL is going now. Like, the, the time of the pocket passer – is starting to go away. All the young guys that are coming up are mobile, are able to get out of the pocket, able to move, be athletic and get, and, you know, maybe even pick up the next few yards, you know, for the first down or whatever, get it for, with his legs. Justin Fields can – I don't think you do nearly as – I mean, he's a good pocket passer. He's accurate, cool, but – he he's not a playmaker outside the pocket like I think Fields is. So you do realize a, a pocket pass is just one Super Bowl, right? That's a different type of pocket passer, and you know that. You're making a shitty argument with a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> you know he doesn't count. It, it, it that that's completely different. You're, you have to look at the – once Tom Brady retires, oh, by the time he retires and, the, like, the rest of – Ben is going to be gone by then. Aaron Rodgers, depending on how things go, I, I mean, he could be in the league for another five years if he really wanted to. But, you know, who knows on that? He's going to be gone. Like, all the older you – know, Drew Brees is already gone. Phillip Rivers has already got all the old pocket passers that were so successful in the league. They're starting to leave. And all the young guys that are coming up, the you know, the athletes like Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, um, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. You got all of these young quarterbacks that are coming up that are mobile, that can move, you know, outside of the pocket and can make plays with their legs. That's where the league is trending to right now. And – the young guys that are mostly the pocket passers, they're not as dynamic. They're not as, you know, because pocket passer with the D linemen, the way they are, the way teams draft for D linemen and, you know, off seasons and stuff like that, you got Tampa's defensive line. You can't have a, a pocket passer for him. You got to have somebody who can get outside 
and extend the play because that defensive line is going to be in your ass the whole time. So with defensive line, I think right now getting a mobile quarterback who can extend the play outside is because of the fact that defensive lines are getting so athletic, so much stronger, and so much better these days. Like, like you, you at least every team has one guy, one, maybe even two, depending on a good situation, that can go and get the pass rusher within three seconds, like quicker than three seconds. You know, so having a pocket passer is – it's not going to get you anywhere. You've got to have that guy that can take the plays outside that can get the defensive line tired with his own legs, you know, be athletic so, pocket. So based on your argument and put zero onus on the O-line ability to block, you also just sat here and was like, Hey, we need to get a guy that can run that has the ability to run. Because, I mean, everybody else is doing it, too. So, we might as well do it, too. It's a copycat uh, league. It always has been. It always has been a copycat league. Well, you got guys like Patrick Mahomes who can literally go outside and do whatever it is. He even has a good offensive line and still has to be able to make plays at time. The offensive line is not going to keep him protected 100% of the time. You got to be able to have that guy that when it does break down, and it will break down, it doesn't matter how good your offensive line is. As games go on, there's going to be somebody that's going to get through. There's going to be somebody that's going to break the pocket. And you got to be able to have the guy that can get out of that and make the plays when it needs to happen. Be able to be a pocket passer when you need to, but have the athletic ability to be able to get outside and extend the play when you need to. And you don't even realize that you're your own argument because you don't even realize you made my point when you just sat here and said, mine is getting more athletic and they're going to get the quarterbacks. Okay. When I mentioned Brady just winning the Super Bowl, Brady was getting his ass whooped by the Saints D-line. Brady also got his ass whooped by the Bears D-line. We still won the Super Bowl. You also just made a point saying that the league is a copycat league. Well, Brady just won the Super Bowl. If Brady goes back-to-back, if it's a copycat league, guess what's going to be in high demand again? Pocket passes. So you can be athletic as fuck if you want to be. Patrick Mahomes got the most athletic offense, but they didn't score a touchdown. So I get what you're saying, bro, but at the same time, you're arguing your own argument. I, like, I completely understand what you're saying, but I'm also trying to get you to understand the league was also getting mobile quarterbacks when Vic was doing it. When Vic took over the league, it wasn't as many because they wasn't giving black quarterbacks a chance. Now at this point, it's getting oversaturated because I feel like they're doing it as a guilt trip. A lot of these dudes are going to end up in bad situations. They're going to get hurt because they're athletic. So I get, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I don't agree at all. Like, I don't think the mobile quarterback thing is going to last because they're going to – quarterbacks going to start relying on their legs and they're going to get hurt. I understand dudes are getting more athletic. But that's just what it is. I understand the game's going to change and it's going to be what it is, but there's also going to be a place for pocket passes in the league. Like, I, I don't think they're just going to be evaporated completely because you have the success of Tom Brady right now. 
got a point. What do you think, Matt Six? Uh, like he was saying, uh, as far as the, these running quarterbacks, it's just a matter of time for these fools to get smacked. Like, you know, <clears throat> and there's a lot of them coming into the league that's doing all this, you know, more running and, you know, leaving the pocket. And it's like, if you're going to leave the pocket, what you need an O-line for if you're just going to leave the pocket and run, <laughs> you know? So. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You got that. That's why I say the guy who could be able to stand in the pocket and make his reads, not, mm-hmm. not just a one read guy and go. You got to be able to get one, two, three, and possibly four if you have it. You know, mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, after all of that, if you got nothing, you know, yeah, you, you got to be able to make a play. Yeah, you know, in certain situations, taking a sack is not always the best idea. You know, mm-hmm. you got to be able to get at least a couple of yards, a couple of yards, and sl- I mean, slide. Let's be smart. Yeah, you know, if you have an, the opportunity to just get yourself out of bounds without getting hit or getting down without getting hit, and you know, do that. But that—that's what I mean. Like a person who'd be able to get out of the pocket when need be. I think Justin Fields can be the guy who can sit in the pocket and make his reads. But he's also a guy that could make the throws on the run if he needed to. If he needed to get outside of the pocket, he can do it. From running, you know, his opposite side running to the left, he can literally repost and chuck a 50-yard ball into the end zone. You know, he's he's with him being able to use his legs when he needs to, that breaks down the defense a little bit. When you have a quarterback that can extend the play, and then you got the athletic receivers who can like and you know, guys in tight ends and stuff like that, guys like George Kittle. We're talking if we're talking about the Niners specifically, you know, you got guys who can run smart routes and can get open to be able to throw on the run. You can break defenses down and get defenses tired by being able to extend the play. You know, instead of coverage sacks and, you know, everything else like that, you can extend the play an extra, you know, two, three seconds, you know, to get either the D line tired or the DBs to break down. You know, at the end of the day, if you're running away, you can't make a play forward, you fucking throw it away. You know, it, it's simple. You live to play another down. No harm done. You didn't take a sack. You didn't gain a yard. It, it's a no gain. We'll go down to the next one. That's why I think, at least with the 49ers, if you're looking at their division of who they have, you know, you got guys like Aaron Donald, you know, that just, it doesn't matter how good your offensive line is. Aaron Donald is going to get through. Yeah. You know, like, they're, it's very very rare you shut down Aaron Donald. So, and he's coming up the middle. You're not going to be able to sit in the pocket forever, even two seconds really, with a guy like Aaron Donald in the middle. So if you're looking like strictly division, Fields is the best fit because we're going up against defensive lines that are pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. So we got to be able to have that guy that can, you know, I don't think Mac Jones will be able to get through that type of either that type of pressure really not unscathed and if he's in the pocket just getting hammered because he can't he can't extend the play or run away 
you know, he's he's just as likely to get hurt getting sacked than he is as if he was running. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, the offensive line, you know, again, even, even a really good, great offensive line, you know, has moments where it just breaks down, like just something doesn't work. Not everything is always perfect. You know, but it, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he's able to sit in the pocket and do whatever because his offensive line is doing their job, good. Then the offensive line is doing their job. He doesn't have to run. He can sit there in the pocket and make his reads. That's fine. But anything outside of that, got to be able to make a play. And I think Justin Fields is the guy who can make the play. So that's just that's just my take on that. But then as the more I keep looking at it, I, I keep thinking just – I hope to God it doesn't happen, but with the track record of guys that we've drafted for the quarterback position, mm. like I feel like we're gonna fuck it up somehow. Like I like I I don't want him to fuck it up. I really do think it's gonna be Justin Fields, but if it's anything other than that name, because I'm hearing even Trey Lance coming up as the number. I'm like Trey Lance. Who the hell did Jay, Trey Lance play? This last James Madison. Oh, okay. That's cool. Look, just because he came from North Dakota State and that's where Carson Wentz came from and everything doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a top guy in the NFL. Trey Lance is a project. He's not the number three overall. Pick. He's a guy that's going to need a year or two to sit so behind cool. somebody and – and then come out and play. That's the type of quarterback Trey Lance. He's not the number three overall pick. Number so three. So let me ask you this: while while you're doing your NCAA rant, uh, <laughs> do you even respect this season? Like, not trying to take anything away from the teams that did well. Congratulations, to y'all! But the season being so short and the way how everything went down, do y'all even see this season as something to like look at to be like this was a Credible year of film or like you know what I mean but even if you not so much as just the COVID film you know from the COVID season but even you know past tapes from seasons before there's and especially if your tape wasn't all that good the year before and you this this next year was supposed to be that year for you to break out and you couldn't show there's still a whole lot of question marks behind that you can't so that, risk. You can't risk the number three overall pick on a maybe. Exactly, and I feel like I feel like to be honest with you, Ohio State quarterbacks. If you're gonna sit here and talk about schools with bad reps, they quarterbacks get into the league and don't do shit too. Huh? So you see and put a lot of onus on on Fields. Like if we gonna sit here and talk about legacy and shit, Fields in that same category. And Haskins just fucking set him an open door of fire. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I'm saying, to be all the way honest with you. Because I I asked that question simply because buddy, all, like Ohio State always gets really good talent. They always get four-star talent, at least. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of quarterbacks that would go to school, schools like Ohio State end up getting in the league like Jameis Winston did. Having bro- like the Travis brothers, I mean the Benjamin brothers, and having Devontae Freeman, all three star, I mean, 
I'm sorry, all three of five star fucking uh recruits out of high school. Yeah. I mean, that's a very good point. The only thing I could say is the same thing that you tell me. Uh, he could be the guy to break the mold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the only argument I can make because that's a fucking good point. That's a damn good point. Now I'm not comfortable with anybody at number three. Fuck. Just get Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Fuck it. Get Kyle Pitts. We'll have two badass tight ends. I'll, I'll live with that. That's fine. No. Like, you you really you got to get a quarterback. I mean, you kind of forced now to get fields. Like, that's that's just the truth of the matter. Like, you kind of forced to get fields, but you also got to look at it like, it's, like, Phil's got a cannon, but is he Jameis Winston? Like, is he an athletic Jameis Winston? Had a good – a lot of good players, got a big-ass arm, and can throw on the fucking dime and ain't nobody on the field guarding him. Like, you know what I'm saying? He throws bullets against, like, you know what I'm saying, teams and stuff like that because he got fucking dope receivers that's going to make those breaks and be wide the fuck open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so – yeah. Like I understand. Like wait, wait till you get to the league. We got a six round fucking receiver and a seventh round receiver and a fucking fourth round tight end. Like wait, let's wait to see what he do with that. You know what I mean? Like Buddy Nice, I guess in college. I mean, I, I really see him that much until this season. So yeah, I mean, never been an Ohio State fan. I mean, neither have I. But at least from what I've seen. What I saw this last year and and the year before that, you know, the kid can play at least in the, at the college level. But like you said, he played well at the college level. But th- does that translate well to the pros? Can he do it in the pros? Yeah, and that's the only reason why I say that is because somebody like Trevor Lawrence, like you can just like everybody say, like, damn, I feel like one of them, but. You can see, buddy, like, Sunshine got that poise. Like, he got that quarterback poise. Like, he got that, like, I know I'm good. Fuck y'all. Like, type shit. Like, you can see it on his face. <laughs> he going to get knocked in the mouth, Kendall, though, one bro. time. And somebody going to wake his ass up. And when he get in the league, it's going to happen. But Well, I mean, if he's playing for Jacksonville, yeah, it's going to fucking happen. I think if Trevor Lawrence is going to have any success, it's going to be after his rookie contract if he goes somewhere else. Man, you tripping, bro. You, you tripping for real. I don't think you really understand how Urban Meyer finna flip that shit up in Jacksonville. That is Urban crazy. Meyer finna really fucking do some shit, bro. I got uh, I got a mess amount of faith in Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's the head coach now. Bro, think about it. Think about it. He has a he has a young quarterback fresh from college. The kids like was a kid when he was doing his thing with Tim Tebow. He went to Ohio State. Fucking Trevor Lawrence was in high school by that time when he was doing his thing, at least in middle school, high school, around that time when he was doing his thing with Ohio State. He's going to look up to Urban Meyer like, you're the fucking college GOAT. You know what I mean? He's going to listen to him. He has a bunch of young players in Jacksonville. His whole offense is probably young as shit. You know what I mean? His fucking defense is probably young. So he, I feel like they'll listen to him. He gonna turn that shit into probably what Pete Carroll turned fucking the Seahawks into. 
Like, I feel like it'll been about the same amount of time, like the same length of time in both situations. So you think like he'll probably get them good in the next couple years with Trevor Lawrence within the next two to three years? Yeah, they got they got good running backs. They got, bro, Robinson was nice as fuck at running back. They already got solid receivers. Like, like Jacksonville have a nice have a nice core of players, but they never have a quarterback. And if they end up getting Lawrence, they gonna have a nice quarterback, good running back, solid receivers. The O line is probably atrocious, but I mean, I feel like they were gonna start making some moves and shit like that. I seriously see them boys being contenders in the next few years because ain't nobody thought the boys were going to be contenders in 20, what, 2013, 2015? What year was that? Yeah, like Ramsey 20, had it on. 2016, 2017 there. I don't know. I don't think it was that, that soon, but all right. Yeah. With Jit. Yeah, like 2016. If not. All right. That was, if not 2017, yeah. maybe. I, I was more speaking on the 18 part. Mm. Oh, uh -oh. shit. <laughs> I forgot to but mention yeah, I think this. They're going to be like the Seahawks a little bit. We'll see. Well, the Chiefs just reloaded, so we'll see what happens. The Chiefs got their offensive line. Yeah, they got Brown. They got Brown. <laughs> Orlando Brown, <laughs> Joe Thune, Kyle Long, and Austin Blythe. And Duvernay's coming back too. That's what's up. That's what's God up. Damn that offense. <sighs> yeah, let me just get Patrick Mahomes. You know, top five best players at each of those linemen positions. <laughs> Fuck it. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hopefully, he scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl this time. Don't give a fuck about none of that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there was, one. A few, one. there was a few that he tossed up that should have been touchdowns and his receivers fucked up and dropped. Hey, look, he should have he should have took a Michael Jordan last dance approach and start beating their ass on the sideline. Personally, <laughs> I'd have grabbed Tyreek by the face mask. Like, what the fuck you got going on? That shit hit you right in the mouth. <laughs> uh Kelsey. Like, I'd, I'd have been yoking my receivers up by the pack. They would have had me fucked up on that sideline. The black would have came all out my body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have been, I would have been, a, a, I would have been a straight N-word from the get, yeah, you hear me? I would have been grabbing them in the face. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> we can be back-to-back champs. You dropping stuff. Like, taking the map. Like, oh, man, no, 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 I'm sorry. Essex, what are you thinking about your Jets? My Jets gonna be all right this year. Think so? Yeah, they won't finish bottom. Zach Wilson, yeah, liking yeah. that. They won't finish bottom. I'll, 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 uh, I'll give them like uh, like seven, seven, eighth in the division. They won't finish bottom. They won't finish bottom though. Not this year. Seven, eight in the conference or the division? In the, co in the conference. Uh, you said division. Yeah. I was like, there's only four. I know, no, five in the division. <laughs> And the, <laughs> the conference for playoffs is seven. Seven. They'll get that. They'll get that seventh right? spot. The Jets are gonna get. The, they'll get the seventh wild card spot. They'll get that seventh wild card spot. Yeah, that sounds about right. Damn. 
from I, I really, like literally I really from think, worst to the playoffs, huh? Yeah. I really think you're confused on how the shift of power has happened in the NFC. I mean, the AFC. The AFC is looking pretty fucking good, dude. They, That's what I'm saying. The AFC looks damn good. But it's a, it's a lot of teams with a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, sheep's and wolf clothing. I'm telling you, the whole bunch. Like the Ravens. Oh, the Ravens. Like the Ravens, yeah, yes, sir. This is an unpopular opinion, but the Ravens is a sheep in wool clothing. They got Lamar, and that's it. That's pretty much where that stops. Like that's really it. Not even, <laughs> uh, uh, not even Andrews, bro. Bro, Andrews is a tight end. He gets guarded by a linebacker. Think about it. Think about. What happened in the Super Bowl? Just let me just say it like this. Think about if the Ravens played the Bucks. Would Andrews get anything compared to Travis Kelsey? All right, so we're done here. So, like I said, if they hey, Dobbins, Lamar uh, and Malcolm that's Brown. It. No, nothing. Hollywood Brown sometimes no. catching ass. He fast as shit though. No, he fast, but he can't sometime and on the catching. I mean, that's what happens when your quarterback makes one read and runs. Hey, man. That's the thing I, feel like it. I, feel, I agree with you. I agree with you in the context of football on your earlier point when you were saying quarterbacks have to make multiple reads and stuff like that and extend the play however they can. I completely agree with you. But the thing is, Lamar won the MVP two years ago off of one read and getting the fuck out of there. That, that's I because like that's heard. because during doing the read options and everything, nobody was ready for how Lamar Jackson played football. The next year after that, what happened? Everybody stopped him from running. Well, what happened was they pretty much they didn't do anything to get him another receiver. Nope. Like that's no. pretty much what happened. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. he he wanted the first year like off his leg, but he he still only had Hollywood Brown. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hollywood uh, Brown, you gotta Andrews. have you gotta have somebody to compliment. You know Mark Andrews, and you know if Hollywood Brown. They, is, matter of fact, the Hollywood first Brown year when Lamar won at most is a guy. I think Hollywood Brown right now at most is a number three guy, like a slot guy maybe. I don't think he's even the number two. To be honest with you. Yeah, I'll say here. I'll say here number two. Here number two for somebody like borderline. Say it again. Borderline number two. I don't know, bro. I feel like I feel like Hollywood Brown. He started his career hurt. Like he was hurt. You remember that? Like he got hurt in preseason. Or was it training camp? It was training camp or preseason. Because he got drafted when Lamar won the MVP. Right. So, yeah, they had two good tight ends, and Hollywood Brown really wasn't there because he was hurt. Like, they had two guys. And then the next year, they only had one guy. They yeah. got rid of the other tight end. They got rid of Hurst. He went to the Falcons. See what I'm saying? Oh. So, Hurst went to the Falcons. That definitely – that plays a big-ass part. Especially with Lamar taking off, oh. 
<laughs> they have no receivers and they lost the tight end, a dependable tight end. So, Essex, what, what are the Cowboys going to get rid of uh, Amari Cooper? Uh, not this year. Uh, they don't keep him. <laughs> I think Amari Cooper will be on the trade block by the time week eight comes around. By the time the trade the trade deadline stuff comes around, Amari Cooper will be on the block. <laughs> I, I, I can almost guarantee that. You can only have a guy who can choose to play whenever he wants to. Yeah. Like, it, it, he, he takes so many plays off, it's it's stupid. Like, yeah. <laughs> thank God C.D. Lamb is actually worth a damn because if Amari Cooper just continues to just take plays off, you can't have a you know successful receiving course. So I think Omari Cooper. But I feel like though, like with him, like I mean, he took he takes a lot of plays off. But with a quarterback situation last year, I don't blame him from taking plays. Off. I'm not going to go out there. And... He, he took plays off even with Dak at QB. <laughs> you got to keep yourself young. He's one of the look. He's good when he when he actually turns it on. He can be mm -hmm. a hell of a receiver, but he is the laziest fucking receiver I've ever seen. <laughs> like, just, it's unreal. Like, he was telling everybody, oh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm not here to prove the Raiders wrong. I'm going to, I'm going to prove the Cowboys right. By being lazy? By taking <laughs> plays off? Like, how do you help Dak by taking plays off? How do you, like. That's what I'm saying. Like, thank God you guys got another receiver, and you're gonna need another tight end. Yeah, because holy shit, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, Amari Cooper will be on the block. You know, he he'll get tricked. I think Amari Cooper, depending on how his season goes, <laughs> you know, if he has like the first four games. And in neither of those games he has – or in all of those games he has less than five catches, mm. I think he'll be gone by week six, even like two weeks before the trade deadline. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's with that there. That's what – you know, because that's what I'm saying. In the – draft-wise, where are you going? Where do you think the Cowboys are going? Uh, draft. I think uh, they're gonna look for offensive uh, alignment. Uh, it's gonna be their first pick. Often they said that uh, they don't look like they're gonna trade it. They got uh, number ten. Uh, was it number ten pick? Yep. And I think they're gonna go for offensive lineman um, for their first pick. You know, so they finna try. You traded up to get Kyle Pitts. Well, I know they would. That's why that was one of the things they were talking about before. Was trying to get uh, Pitts, um, but it doesn't look like they. Uh, from what I was just reading, they don't look like they' gonna trade up. So I think it's gonna be if he's still there, then we'll take him. If not, I don't think they're gonna trade. I don't think they're gonna trade up for him though. I don't think there's any way Kyle Pitts falls to ten. There's no way. If he falls to ten. I'll kind of be upset because I'd be like, the Cowboys got lucky as fuck. Yeah, but you figure what, like the first, what, five, six going to be quarterbacks. So the, the first four, the first four. At yeah, least. At least, yeah, at least the first four. So you already halfway to 10 right there. <laughs> and then offensive so line. You know, on on. Yeah. 
It's gonna be wild, man. The fucking draft, it, dude. Was that quick or is that just me? Like the draft came up hella fast. Yeah, it came pretty quick. Yeah. Like, y'all watch Mortal Kombat yet? Nope. We'll probably watch it uh, tomorrow. Okay. You seen it yet? Uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Uh, we'll watch it tonight. Okay. We'll come back next week and talk about it. So the other option, I think uh, Dallas with number one is going to pick uh, Patrick uh, Sertain, cornerback. Cornerback is probably going to be one of their uh, – is, is their first pick, either an offensive lineman or a cornerback. And it looked like Sertain is going to be that number one pick for them. You do need a DB. Yeah. Because holy they shit. They need a DB. You do need like an entire defense. Yeah. Defensive line. You need linebackers that can actually stay healthy. Yeah, your old defense is, dude, I'm telling you, if your defense was actually worth the shit, you guys would have won the East, no problem. Yeah. If Dak didn't get hurt. Yeah. Hey, yo, I can't let. They was not winning that shit if Dak was still healthy. I don't know why you giving him this all time. I said if their defense was worth a shit and Dak didn't get hurt, they would have won the East. But obviously their defense wasn't worth a shit and Dak got hurt, so they weren't going to win the East. <laughs> they defense could have been worth Washington still has a better defense. Washington has a way that has the best defense in the East. And it's not even close. <laughs> like, it's Ooh. not even close. Washington, Washington? football team has... Oh. Washington football team has the best defense in the East, and it's not even close. It's not even close. Like, there's nowhere, no one close to them. That's fair. That's why I'm saying they defense could have been decent. Washington still has four... Number one draft picks on their defensive front. <laughs> like, you can do anything you want to do. Like, I, I seriously feel like Washington is going to be an issue. All they really need, like, if, if they keep, uh, what was his name, Heineke? They keep Heineke and try to develop him, which I don't think they are because based on how they got him, um, I think they're going to hey, pick a quarterback. The guy. Say what? You think Heineken Heineke can be the guy? No, that's not what I said. What I said was if they keep him, I don't think they are just based on how they got him. I think he's going to stay a backup, but where, where does Washington – But I seriously think they're going quarterback early. But I feel like the, the Cowboys do need a corner first. They should get Patrick so they can develop a little bit, but – to be honest, like they really ain't got no hope. Like they pretty much, they pretty much in that position where they're gonna be really solid, but not good enough to fucking beat the teams they need to beat. Where is Washington this year? Yeah, we finna beat Tampa. Fam, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but I don't, I don't, I, I feel like, I feel like you're on a high right now, like because you just had your son. 
And I think you're just saying shit now. Like, <laughs> now we got some pretty, I mean, like, draft cards. We got, I mean, we got a chance to, like, we got what, uh, first round, second round, two third, two third rounds, two fourth rounds, a fifth, two sixth, and a seventh pick. So, them a lot of picks, but you got a lot of holes. Here's the thing. I got Tom Brady on my team, and I just got back the whole team that just won the Super Bowl. Man. So Tom the Brady, problem oh, is, man. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> so the, the problem the problem with the scenario here is that I got all my draft picks too. <laughs> Tom Brady gonna get hurt this year. So he's gonna be there for a year. As I said, I got all my I got all my draft picks. And for whatever reason, they saying Blaine Gabbard is actually good now. So we're gonna see how that works if Brady gets hurt. <laughs> no. We're gonna see how that works. He don't, might don't let, hey, hey, Kay, I'm gonna try and let you, you know, get over it now. Don't let that get into your head that Blaine Gabbard can actually be worth something. No. Oh fuck no. No. Don't start thinking that way because you're going to be highly fucking disappointed. If you thought James Winston was bad, my guy, you, yo, <laughs> I'm telling you, you, don't, you don't. forgot how long I've been out here in the Bay Area. I watched that whole Blaine Gabbard saga from y'all. That shit was funny. Okay. Hey, <laughs> exactly my point. I do not. I was a joke about when Blaine Gabbard. Shit. I have no faith Blaine in, Gabbard, in Blaine Gabbard. I shit, you not. As soon as we got Blaine Gabbard, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Are we he was good in college. Or a top five pick? What, what, what are we trying to do here? Because He was really good in college, though. Like, he was yeah, really good in Mizzou. Yeah. Ryan Leap was really good in college, too. Look what happened to him. Yeah, but look where he got drafted, too. Yeah. Like, let's, yeah. not, Again, let's not act like San Diego was good. Yeah, that's fine. He got drafted high. He still sucked. He was still a bust. You know, Jamarcus yeah. Russell was good in college. Look what happened to him. He got drafted to the Raiders. Like, come on, bro. They had no offensive line. They made the man didn't even want to play football no more. He was just going to Alabama. Who the fuck goes to Alabama to go hang out? (laughs) (laughs) That should have told you everything you needed to know. This man was bothered. He was hurting. He was asking for help. And we sat here and allowed him to self-destruct. Uh, he did it to himself. Man, look. When you got that kind of money, man, and you come on, dude, you you getting all this, and this was before the rookies really had, you know, like the contract limitations. This was this was yeah. before that. This is when they were paying, you know, rookie quarterbacks, you know, like Stafford and all of them fucking hundred million dollar contracts, you know, right off the bat. You know, you got that kind of obligation. You got a contract, you know, to a team that invested all this money and a number one draft pick basically on you. You know, you got to fucking keep yourself in shape and get yourself moving. No matter what fucking, fucking team you're on. He just took the money and just said, fuck it. I'm just going to be. This dude, I 100% agree with you. Completely I, I, that's what I would have done in that situation what you're saying but some people like they they don't even they like it's hard because he 
he was comfortable in that place he was when he had that much money. Like he was comfortable there. So that's why he kept going back to him because he was in he was in mayhem. So I felt like that was his comfort place. You know what I'm saying? Like and all that mayhem because when he was in LSU, it was constant love and he was in the South. He came to the West Coast at the sorry ass Raiders in Oakland when niggas trying to rob him and talking shit. <laughs> Russell, you hella weak. <laughs> hey, bro, do you not you need to have, have no you didn't have his own fans fucking calling him weak and everything. That shit was funny. That shit was funny. But I mean, but that's that, what I'm saying, man. It's just. We'll see yeah, but... how this year's draft goes, man, because uh, it's going to be an interesting one, and I know I'm going to be on edge at least uh, until the number three pick goes away. After that goes, that's going to determine whether the rest of my day is awesome or I'm going to be angry most of the day. So we'll see how it goes. But other than that, thank you guys for hanging out with us, joining with us, talking with us a little bit. We will see you guys next week. Me in a different location. Maybe some different things set up. Might have even DJ Mastics next to me. Hey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We might, we might have things going. Right. Uh-huh. We'll see you guys next week. We'll get everything set up. And uh, we'll start getting, pumping out this content. Like, I know right now, just a lot of shit's going down. Mastics got, got the sun. I've got the moon. He's got his backyard. Kay's got all his shit that he's got to deal Like, He's got a team that doesn't fucking put him on defense when he needs to be on defense. But again, that's a story for another day. I still feel bad for UK every single time I hear the fact that the team puts you at fucking offensive line. That pisses me off for you, my friend. It really does. (laughs) You know, the worst part about all of this, fucking last week, I promise you I'll make this short. Last week at the game, the linebacker coach and the linebackers excluding Carbohaw, walked up to me and was like, yo, why aren't you playing defense? Like, duh, 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 duh. I'm like, y'all get to the wrong person. I cried a little <laughs> when they came to me on the inside. Like, I, I, I re- like, it hurts. I've, li- I, I, bro, my teammates, like, came and, like, was talking to me about it. I kind of exploded. I was like, it, it, I take it personally. I'm turning to Michael Jordan. I take it personally when I see teams run on us. Like, I really went there. So, but yeah, that's 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 all I got. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you guys next week. Go watch Mortal Kombat. So this way we have no spoilers for you guys. See you guys next week. All pro drop pros for myself, DJ Mad 6 for the big 610 Beast Country K. See y'all next week. Deuces. Rest in peace to Shock G, DMX, Black Rob. We didn't lost way too many this week. It's crazy, man. Yeah, no shit. And I also want to give a rest in peace to my uh my my boy, two year old son that was murdered, uh Jaden Hines. Fuck. Want to throw that in there too? Crazy. Uh, this world's too much, man. This world's fucking too much. Justice for George. We got justice for George Floyd. Oh, know. yes. We got some accountability guilty, finally. Guilty. So, you know. Guilty, guilty, guilty. That song, bitch. Go right. Yeah. If not, he's mm-hmm. probably going to kill himself. So.
probably going to kill himself. Yeah, we'll see y'all next week, dude. <laughs> yep.